Hi there, I'm Sheena and this is the Lesbian Review Podcast. This podcast is a spin-off of the popular review site thelesbianreview.com, where we review the best books, movies and music with leading lesbian, bi or queer women. The goal of this podcast is to bring you closer to the best queer media and give you access to interviews with people who are behind the scenes in creating it. Today I'm joined by the fantastic Natalie Millisnell and she's going to recommend four lesbian fiction novels to you. Natalie, thank you for joining me. You are very welcome. This is a real treat. So you will know Natalie from her show Seize the Day where she talks about all sorts of fantastic opportunities. She talks to amazing guests and she talks about taking your life into your own hands and really making the most of it. But today I've managed to nail her down and asked her to recommend three lesbian novels, but she went ahead and recommended <laughs> Four. I don't know what it is about my guests. They just love books too much, I guess. <laughs> you know what it is? It's one of them we both love so much and I'm sure we've spoken about it. So, you know, I wanted to to share the love. <laughs> well, since, since that was a beautiful segue, why not start with that book? Okay. It's Requiem for Immortals by the wonderful Lee Winter. Oh, I, I love this book. What are we going to call it? Is it a thriller with a side of romance? Is that the... Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a romantic subplot and it's definitely a main thriller. The The wonderful thing about this thriller, though, is that the bad guy who's supposed to be the bad guy does is the one that goes through the massive character change. Yes, exactly. And also as well, what I found quite incredible and wonderful about the book, it's got so many twists and turns. I mean, and that's, I think, very much something that Lee does with her books, which I love. Her writing is incredible. It's a lyrical beauty that just dances on the page. It sucks you in so much. And with this book particularly, you get to maybe halfway through and it could almost end, I think. But then so much more happens, as you say, with the character development and everything else. It's truly, truly wonderful. I absolutely love it. And there's a twist that you will not see coming. No. And everybody who's who's read this book goes, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so, there's so much. There is so much in it. I don't think there's not one person who I've recommended this book to that hasn't come away saying exactly that. Wow. Didn't expect it. The whole thing's brilliant. There's so much in it, which is, which is great. And then the uh, interesting thing about Lee Winters, an author, then she turns around and writes this romance, which I love maybe just slightly less than Requiem for Immortals. Uh, although it's a, it's a strong toss-up, which is um, Breaking Character. Mm. And if you haven't read that book, you need to read that book because it's just spectacular. I, I agree. It is absolutely gorgeous. A totally lovely But All of her books. In fact, Shattered as well, The Superhero. That's a mm. whole different genre too. I uh, That's a, uh, it's a close runner up there for me, Shattered. I absolutely adore that, the, ho- the whole thing. The, the exploration of, you know, the human psyche, what we're like as a species. The, yeah, I adore that book. Read as the synopsis because we're, we're talking about this book, but we, nobody even knows, knows what, what it's about. about yet. Right, okay, let's do this. Are you ready? <laughs> professional voice. Uh, <laughs> professional cellist Natalia Svetnenko moves seamlessly among the elite where she fills the souls of symphony patrons with beauty, even as she takes the lives of corrupt Australia's ruthless underworld. The cold, exacting assassin is hired to kill a woman who seems so innocent that Natalia can't understand why anyone would want her dead. As she gets to know her target, she can't work out why she even cares. I love it. But she does. Oh, she does. (laughs) She really does. It's quite, I found that quite wonderful as well the character development there just to see how she reacts and 
and interacts in the the review almost internally on herself as well and how she adapts and does different things throughout the book and then and Alison is such a sweet honestly I absolutely as characters go within books she's one of my favorites I have to say I had quite a lot of love for her I liked Alison but I gotta tell you Natalia and her grow through the book she's the one she's the one so Tara and I will have these long debates about which characters are favorites <laughs> Because we're complete book nerds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and she's also team Alison. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, Alison's great. She's very sweet and whatever. But without Requiem, there's no book. You can't have an Alison standalone. No. I, okay, let me put that into context. I Requiem for me, she is awesome. I mean, I, I've... I, incredibly impressive as an individual how she changes how she carries herself if I were to be in a book I'd want to be in that role maybe not with the with the assassin side of things but (laughs) you know that's uh, but if I were to look for the love interest I wouldn't be interested in Natalia I'd be interested in Alison do you ever do that when you read books do you find yourself no uh when I read books I tend to want to be in the character's brain more than anything else I really like can't see myself with anybody other than my wife. Ah. It's just one of these. Oh, great. Oh, hang on. Let me revert back. I should, I should use that line as well. <laughs> it's not, but it's... <laughs> oh, crikey, right, that is gorgeous. We got so sidetracked here. We got so sidetracked. Okay. So before... <laughs> before I fla- <laughs> oh, I love that. I want to hug you. Okay. So what's your next book? Okay, book two is Reintegration by Eden S. French. I love this book. It's absolutely gorgeous for a number of reasons, which I'll come on to. I stumbled across this from a recommendation by Tara, actually. Just goes to show you how wonderful this whole TLR network is. Um, It's glorious. Let me read you the blurb first and then I'll, I'll go into it. Streetwise cyborg Lexi Vale brokers deals for gang lords in the anarchic city of Foundation. Her mind-reading implant gives her a crucial edge, but it also makes her brain a hot commodity. When she's targeted by an augmented hunter, Lexi joins a group of rebels, a murderous vigilante, a daredevil smuggler, a drug-adled surgeon and a revolutionary whose past with Lexi endangers them all. A queer dystopian sci-fi about piecing together purpose from fragments of love and loss, even while the world itself is tearing apart. <gasps> Does that not sound amazing? <laughs> i got to tell you, this book has gotten a whole whack of love from TLR uh, reviewers. A lot of favourites badges, a lot of recommendations for this book. Uh, this book was originally self-published by Eden, and then recently, I think it was last year, re published by Queer Pack. So it got a bit of a makeover, it got a new cover, and apparently it's even better now. Well, I mean, I can't comment on the original, but I have to say I adored this. Everything about it, the writing, it flows so beautifully when you read it. Uh, the the topic, sci-fi dystopian, I absolutely love that anyway. The, the queer aspect, it is so diverse. It is so all-encompassing. That, I mean, I have to say that melted my heart. It it just sang to my soul. It's absolutely lovely. I enjoyed the whole thing. The world building, the character development, and the the cast is quite wide. It's absolutely brilliant. Loved every aspect of it, I must say. I'm so happy to see 
queer diversity appearing increasingly in our fiction. Yeah. I think I think it's important because we are a community and it's not just, you know, one tiny little sector of it because there are more of us. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. And it's I like to read different as well. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with how my world and my life operates. It's so wonderful to actually get into somebody else's mind or see different. And, and I, what I find quite fascinating as well, when I read these stories, often... I identify with some of the struggles or challenges that any individual might have gone through. So it really resonates. And, you know, I think we can all, you can all connect with somebody on that level sometimes when you actually look inside and, you know, we're all human at the end of the day, all trying to seek a bit of love. Absolutely. And I think you've just hit spot on, on why it's important to have diversity in all all literatures, because then you can empathize and you can put yourself in the place of others and you can realize that their journey is maybe not exactly the same journey as yours but it's not so different that you can't understand it exactly love it honestly and it's it's a really interesting aspect in the book as well looking at the codists who are you know have everything they you know they live in this wonderful world they follow a code but they live in this they've got everything they could possibly want and on the other hand you've got everyone that lives in um foundation uh, that you know living in squalor so it's a really interesting dynamic with the balance between the two and how the world is completely separated in the future it's, it's fabulous really great uh, so there's a commentary on the haves versus the have-nots as well correct yeah it's really interesting yeah, it's very reflective of day-to-day world actually <laughs> it's amazing okay instead of getting into a long conversation about haves versus have-nots let's move <laughs> on to your next book <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a great idea <laughs> okay, this is The Innocence by Riley Lashar. Oh, love me some vampire action and this book is wonderful. Again, let me read you the blurb and then we'll go from there. For thousands of years, they have roamed the darkness, subsisting on the blood of men, the giraffes, though most people would only know them as vampires. For thousands of years, they have been hunted, pursued in secret by scores of men who have tried and failed to exterminate them. For thousands of years, the fight has been fair. Now, a group of North Atlantic hunters have discovered a weakness, the Singiments, a subspecies of humans with whom the giraffes share a mortal link. Far more vulnerable to attack, these innocents pose an imminent threat to the clan of Hayden. A thousand-year-old giraffe whose unsettled history with Lilith poses its own pressing complications. To prevent their extinction, Hayden and her clan are forced to take on a paradoxical assignment as guardians of those who they are inclined by their very natures to seduce and consume. Oh, delicious. How that does sounds that... intense. <laughs> it, no, honestly, it, intense is exactly the, the, is the perfect word to describe this book. It's really intense and brought on by the connection between the, the vampires, the giraffes and the singiments. The... I don't want to spoil this book because it truly is wonderful. And it's a theme I've never seen or experienced in any vampire story at all. It's very, very different. And I love it. It's also, it's very gruesome, (laughs) which is great, as vampire books should be. Although that's not knocking the sparkly vampires, because I have to say I did love those books too. But this is very... (laughs) (laughs) I really did, honestly. (laughs) Um, no, just that was out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but it really is, it's, it's, it's full on. It's exactly as you'd want a vampire story to be. It's very emotional. 
it's uh, it also tackles a or some of the content within the story is, is I found sometimes a little difficult to read. Not that I wouldn't read it. It's quite, it's, it's wonderful. It's brilliant. It's quite hard hitting and gets, gets you emotionally. What kind of content? Um, there's violence towards children uh, in the book. And there's also actually a male, female, a couple of male, female sexual references as well. So I don't know if that. Like explicit sex scenes? No. Or like never get into passing? never get into explicit excess but there's references towards it it's about to happen okay all right well fair enough now the readers have an informed decision to make Make. it is awesome honestly i would highly recommend it it is a wonderful wonderful book so intense so she's known for her intensity for sure but she's also known for her for really going there and does she do that in this book as well yeah, yeah, the 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 sex scenes are pretty awesome. They're not as there aren't as many as you find in behind the curtain, for example. I think that's more of a erotica novel, uh, and and also what's fascinating about that book is she uses the sex as almost a language within the story, which is quite fascinating. So the uh, yeah, there's definitely sex within this book, and it's steamy, super steamy, and yeah, it's lovely. Highly recommend. <laughs> okay, cool. That's definitely going onto my to-read list. Do it, do it! You're listening to The Lesbian Talk Show. TheLesbianTalkShow.com, your hub of podcast information. Okay, and your last recommendation. Oh, now, okay, so this this will make you smile. Or <laughs> I th- Those three books that I've just mentioned now, there's an element of... <laughs> There's an element of darkness to them, perhaps, or the, you know, the discussion about happily ever after and and the meat and the substance within the books. Um, This last book, I never really thought I was into romance. It's not it's not typically a genre that I I go for, but I've had many discussions with Kristen Jameson, who reliably informed me that actually I am a romance lover. And I've picked up this book, The Way You Smile by Kiki Archer, who is wonderful. She came on Seize the Day. She's such a... Such a lovely individual, such a lovely human. And this book had me smiling from the beginning to the end. It was captivating. Oh, it's just lovely. And how she writes is brilliant. Let let, let me read the blurb because I think it's... Oh, it just shows Kiki all over, I think, in terms of how she approaches it. It's wonderful. Okay. Real life doesn't play out like a movie. Electric connections mostly mean you've got static in your jumper. (laughs) Camilla Moore knows that. She's not daft. She has two teenage boys and bills to pay. Plus, the only man she's ever been with has traded her in for a gym bunny. What a bugger. Returning to work's the answer, but when she finds herself in the wrong room, wrong place, at the wrong time, the last thing she expects is to be promoted out of obscurity into the arms of Harriet Imogen Pearson. Media darling, hotshot, entrepreneur and notorious lesbian playgirl. Camilla can't believe it. She's an ordinary woman, nothing special in her view. So what's Harriet's motivation? What's her endgame? Are Camilla's feelings just infatuation or is this real life love? It's brilliant. And it's exactly what it says on the tin. It is, oh, it's just fabulous. And that level of humour within the blurb on its own is, you feel it and read it throughout the story. I laughed out loud on the tube when I was reading this to work. It's just a really fabulous feel-good book. I love the way Archer injects 
ridiculous situations for her characters to get into things that we can kind of relate to perhaps not on the epic <laughs> level that she manages but on some level we can relate because at some point you know we got a new job and we had the weird awkwardness of having to be there and then like something happens and you realize you're the complete outsider i totally agree with you so, and i think what comes through yeah. and she i think she mentioned it to no she did mention it to me when she was on a lot of her stories come from personal experience and you can read that in the words because you can feel it's very, very, very authentic. I mean, I wrote when I wrote, uh, did the review online, I, I put effortlessly convincing and wonderfully fabulous to read. It's so funny. It's just it's marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. And I really identified being a mother, the comments about your children growing up and, you know, going from the fond cuddles to them stomping up and down the stairs. It's just and all of her, all of the actually this would be interesting to understand from your point of view or anyone in the in america there's quite a lot of britishisms and lots of british references which resonated with me so much and was i was very fond reading them it, how does it come across reading it if you're not in the uk so the american audience i think will by and large struggle with it because american audiences don't tend to be as exposed to the british culture as the british people are exposed to the gotcha. American culture, if that makes sense. But South Africa being an ex-British colony, there mm. are similarities still. And I watch enough British TV and read enough British books. I love British books that yeah. okay. I, I got it's, it. It's brilliant, honestly. I smiled the whole way through. And my favourite line, which I did post to Kiki, when she referred to the art of lesbian sex as being compared to spiralising vegetables... <laughs> If you can do that. <laughs> oh, no, I was on the floor. I thought it was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, I have to say, a real a fabulous book. Now, and what do you get? Is this, I've heard the term chitlick bounded around quite a bit. Is it? So, and that's, mm. and how does that differ this from romance? Because this is just more feel good general or just happy. I don't know. Okay, so chiclet is a genre that was created specifically to ah, appeal to okay. young women. Okay, so it tends to be lighter. It tends to be about career changes or about that part of your life when you're starting out or starting something new or it's a lighter, gotcha. fluffier okay. genre. What, yeah. Romance is such a diverse genre, so chiclet often slots into romance but it's this is lighter romance so it can fall into both yeah. romance and chiclet for me it's i mean it's great it fe it's a real feel good story and i loved it and i've downloaded uh, most of her books now actually which i need to get on and read uh, on the back of it so highly recommend uh i'm Are a you? huge archer fan <laughs> she's brilliant oh yes yes uh, i've had her on the show several times she has interesting ideas on publishing that goes very against what a lot of other people say and i find that fascinating and she, she does, does very it well and she's just a delightful human nail being. on the head 100 percent, and you can't knock that and that's great when you're yeah when you're writing it comes out in the words and i think as a a persona with the books is fabulous Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Because they're going to fall in love with you and decide they're going to stalk you stalk online. Stalk away. Where no are problem. they going to find well, you? Yes, yeah, stalk away. 
<laughs> oh goodness do you know what i ask this question to everybody when they come on my show i'm not prepared for it right let's see so you can get me you can find me um my website is seize the dash day.com twitter is at nat Millersnell, and facebook is also at nat Millersnell, i believe Okay, so I will add links in the show notes so you can just click on it and contact Natalie. She's also got a show that appears on the Lesbian Talk Show, so don't forget to go and check out all the Seize the Day episodes. She's actually had Kiki Archer on talking about amazing motivational stuff, and she's also quite active on Facebook. I am. But she doesn't... So trying. <laughs> you can see me working out on Facebook and it's oh Instagram I didn't say that seize the day hang on seize the day underscore today on Instagram and I post a lot about the gym there and you can check out Natalie's workout videos <laughs> for those who are interested <laughs> I watch them just to see her lifting weights <laughs> hey if it inspires it's all good <laughs> that's all for this week bye bye this has been the lesbian review podcast you can find this and other awesome shows by searching for the lesbian talk show anywhere you get your podcasts we're even on spotify now find more information on our guest in the show notes as well as links to what we spoke about on this episode and if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to see us creating more awesome content then consider becoming a patron not only does this mean we can keep on doing this, but you will get exclusive podcasts that do not appear on the channel. You can find out all about it on patreon.com slash the lesbian talk show. The link is in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Bye. A thousand year old giraffe. A thousand year old giraffe. Oh. Clear that. <laughs> A thousand year old giraffe. Draft. 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 Oh, let's just one with it. <laughs>